Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is Matilda. Hey there. Sarah. Hi. And fresh off a new PT Cruiser spotting, it's Ariel. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. So there's a new PT Cruiser cruising around the neighborhood, huh? Yeah, so I just got a new upstairs neighbor. Oh, and... oh this is the upstairs neighbor? Oh. Yeah, the, the has been empty for a while. And then they new people moved in. They moved out like a month later. And this new person just moved in and they pulled up in a PT Cruiser. So oh, I'm a little nice. concerned Damn. about that. Okay, so if anybody is new in the audience, can you explain why that is significant for you? Because there's always weird naked stuff happening in my neighborhood at the same time that a crazy number of people are driving pt cruisers <laughs> like they don't even make these cars anymore why are there so many i don't understand yeah. it i feel like there's some like weird alien activity that's happening and they are getting their transmissions a little bit belatedly they still think it's 2000 <laughs> and they're like the humans enjoy the pt cruiser and the public sex <laughs> we will blend <laughs> i love that theory <laughs> that would make a lot more sense it sure would because yeah. nothing else can explain it i mean i also feel like there's a lot of storage room in a pt cruiser you could really get a lot of like swings and whatnot into the back oh. seat of one of those <laughs> <laughs> i don't I'm know just... i'm just like nervous about sharing a ceiling with somebody who drives one of those cars that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is gonna be this, I feel like this this bodes poorly for you, but well for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, keep us posted. You know what? I wonder. Now I'm starting to wonder. Like, you know how you get the all the weird spam sex? Yes. Yeah. I wonder if it's like because of your zip code. Oh. Maybe. That has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. They're just blanketing everyone in the zip code because the <laughs> algorithm... <laughs> Oh, because the target marketing shows that. Yes, it's possible. Because you're the only person I know that is constantly getting dirty spam. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. What kind of dirty spam do you get? It's usually like somebody who's mass sending out links to something really pervy. Mm, So it'll be like cum shot and then a link to something. Yeah, I feel like you are you are. Your collateral damage in some weird like zip code situation. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. That You're really just gonna could. get target marketed for like aftermarket PT cruiser parts and dirty <laughs> spam. <laughs> yeah, this is. Have I told you all about the time that my my great uncle started getting all this dirty mail at the PO box, and then they figured out that it was like um, a misprint in the local swingers magazine. Oh no! Oh, that's so funny. Oh. Um, and my mom was like, I think I know what's going on. And of course, like went and bought this swingers magazine to show them what was happening. That's why she bought it. This. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, cause she was, cause my great aunt Beulah was getting all these like dick pics in the PO box. And I think wow. one of them said, I saw your ad. And this is like pre-internet, okay. right? Like this is in, or, you know, before there was a lot of internet pl- proliferation so what you're this? saying is she was getting yeah. hard copies she was getting hard copies <laughs> that's bizarre 
He's proud of that pun. As my cousin's son called it, analog porn. Yes, yes, analog porn, exactly. Yes, there was a lot of analog porn. And so, you know, my mother was like, oh, okay, you know, because they asked my mom, you know, why would this be happening? And it said, we saw your ad. So my mom was like, oh, well, there's one way to find out and like went and bought the local. Wow. Yeah. And then brought it to them. And my great uncle Almont was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Almont and Beulah? Yeah, yeah, those are great names. <laughs> those are great names. I'm not named Matilda for nothing. <laughs> Last night we recorded a bonus episode, and uh, there's a very long discussion—not long, but a very fun discussion about Matilda's name and oh. the origin of Matilda's name. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear that. No, <laughs> no, yes, that, yes, yes. No, it's it's just quite an episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so ladies, I don't know if you've heard, but this is the most wonderful time of the year. Yep, it's Christmas time! Yes, and I have some serious ho-ho-ho fever. So, of course, we have to cover some Christmas movies on this episode. But before we do that, I have a fun sort of Christmas-themed warm-up question. Okay. Best and worst Christmas food. Go. I would say best would be, if my grandma were still alive, her mashed potatoes and milk gravy. And milk gravy. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, I mean, I like I mean, milk and gravy. I like gravy. Put your <laughs> hands together. You know, like... <laughs> I try to make it almost every year and it's never as good. I follow her recipe and it's still, I can't get it right. So mm. I miss that. But um, worse foods. I've had some pretty terrible cranberry sauces. Oh, I just thought of it. Green bean casserole, the kind that you make with the canned green yes, beans. Yes, that was my yes. choice, too. That's so gross. My little sister loves that, and I Ugh. cannot stand it. Ugh. Rachel, you know why you don't like it is because that is made with a chunky soup. That's true. <laughs> yes. You, it, it, everything texturally wrong about is in yes. that. It's, it's both mushy and weirdly rubbery, slimy. And it's got that weird canned flavor it that is, canned green beans have. Oof. It's a no for me, dude. Yep. That's that is to me is the worst one. Oh, the I worst Christmas. I think, and this is probably not shared by other people. I think eggnog is the worst food. Oh, mm. eggnog's pretty gross. No, it's, no, no. Eggnog is disgusting. awesome. <laughs> I wait every year for this season to come around for eggnog. Yeah. People are all about the pumpkin spice latte. Fuck you. It's all about the eggnog latte. <laughs> Except for now they don't make it with eggnog anymore. Now they just use some gross eggnog flavor. You need yeah, to have yeah, the yeah. latte no, with no, I, actual eggnog. Ugh. I make my own. Oh, okay. see, that's the, that is the hack right there. Yes. Yes, because I will not put up with eggnog flavor. It's like, yeah, there's just things that should not be flavored. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Like I banana. Agree. Banana, yeah. watermelon. Yeah, yeah. Down with flavors. <laughs> <laughs> no, down with custard. And this is like watery custard. Oh, right. Right, right. Oh, right, you're right, not right, a custard right. fan. No. Huh. Okay. All right. Worst and best, Sarah. Worst for me, the worst thing is the way a lot of people do yams. I don't like the yams with the brown sugar and the marshmallows and stuff. It's just uh -huh. too sweet. I just want I want a regular old yam with a little bit of butter, a little bit of brown sugar. I don't need to be eating candied yams. 
best plain old-fashioned traditional pork tamale uh, don't give me your chicken ones don't give me your jalapeno mm. cheese ones don't give me your dessert ones i want a mm-hmm. regular old-fashioned pork tamale and red sauce oh that sounds so good right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. yeah i think okay <laughs> so my favorite is yams <laughs> but not the ones that you see with like the marshmallows and stuff that shit is bullshit the ones now normally i don't like the things that i make the best because i don't think i'm an especially good cook but I make bomb ass yams and they have like a coconut and pecan topping that gets like Ooh, crunchy on top. Mm-hmm. And whenever people have them, they I and I end up having to go to potlucks or whatever. They usually request the yams. So it's, it's not just me hyping the yams. The yams are good. <laughs> They're an A plus yam situation. So I think that's I agree my with you. Yams yeah, I, are the best holiday yeah, food. Right? Although I, I also enjoy I secretly enjoy the uh like cane syrup and marshmallow yam. I am, are you ready? I, I am polyamorous. Oh my God. What is happening? I love it. <laughs> you started the puns, Rachel. You can't uh, I did. Now. You're right. Yeah. I placed it on my own petard. Um, <laughs> all right. Enough of this Christmas bullshit. Let's talk about what we've been watching. Ariel, let's start with you. What have you been watching, my friend? So the first thing I watched recently was Rebecca, the new movie that just came out on Netflix recently. Yes, I've been want I've been wanting you to watch this for me. Yes, <laughs> so and so anybody that's been listening to the podcast for a while knows that I really like the original Hitchcock version as well I mean, as the book. I mean, we covered it on the pod. Exactly. <laughs> so I was really looking forward to this one because, you know, I just thought it might be really good. I love the story. It's not great. Oh, no. It's a bummer. Yeah. It looks really good. And, like, the interior of the house is really beautiful. And there's, like, a, you know, the costume party scene. The costumes are really great. Other than that, though, I don't think it's that great. It's the acting is really flat in it. Even Mrs. Danvers isn't that sinister. And you know how for a good portion of the story, you think that there's an actual ghost there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this one, you don't. Like there's no point at which oh. you think that she's being haunted. Mm. So it takes away from that gothic horror story element and mm-hmm. just makes it more of a dr- straight drama which mm. I found far less enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, and the acting is just not, I don't know, I don't think it's up to par. I would say if the story at all interests you, go watch the Hitchcock movie or read the book and just skip this one altogether. Mm. Unless you're really into it for like the interior design aspect. I mean, that does appeal to me. Right. <laughs> one of the reasons I brought it up, yeah. That's so disappointing because I love Ben Wheatley. He did Kill List, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's done interesting films. <laughs> Surprise! Like this will interest uh, Sarah. His next movie is The Meg Two. Yeah, oh. I saw that. Which is an interesting choice. He's doing like Tomb Raider Two and then Meg Two. I don't really, I don't know how we got here from Kill List, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but this is, I don't now with this new data point of Rebecca being whack is a little. It's a concerning trend. I mean, here's the thing. If you've never seen that movie and you've never read the book, it's possible you would enjoy this. I just think, like, Army Hammer isn't right for the role. He's mm. just such a blah character. Like, there's just well, nothing Well, he's just a blah there. actor anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Rebecca's a thumbs down. Uh, what yeah, else? Yeah, for me. So, the other thing I watched was Possessor. 
Okay, so I'm halfway through this movie, and okay. like I got interrupted by a bunch of like life, but I've been oh, meaning bummer. to circle back. But I would love to know what you think about this. I really liked this movie a lot. Okay, so okay. it's visually really interesting. Mm-hmm. The plot, I think, is interesting too. I mean, it's not anything that we necessarily haven't seen in other movies, but it's done in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is top notch because essentially. What's happening in, in this movie is that there's this woman who's like a hitman, kind of like a hired assassin. But the way that she works is she kind of gets plugged into somebody else's body. So mm-hmm. the acting has to be going back and forth between her being her, her playing a version of herself where she's kind of losing who she is, and the male actor has to play as himself and then himself with the assassin inside of him. Right. So it's all really interesting stuff there. And then because it's Cronenberg's son, um, there's a lot of blood and a lot of gore, mm-hmm. and I thought all of that was really good. I think you could maybe say that they weren't super clear on what the message was supposed to be at the end of the film, but I almost think it doesn't matter because it's just so visually interesting, and there's so many mm-hmm. interesting things happen that I found really compelling. Um, also, I watched this not too long ago, and I found myself being... Feeling very, feeling like it was very cathartic to see somebody just like smash another person in the head with a fire poker. <laughs> That's my 2020 energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, mean, I think I texted Matilda at some point. And I was like, "This is some glossy ass dystopian sci-fi." Yeah, uh, it it looks great. It has that very clinical Cronenberg vibe to it. But there's yeah. al- it's almost like Cronenberg by way of Nolan. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, definitely. Because there's some kind of Inception-y stuff happening yeah. in it. I think that's true in his other, in Antiviral also. Yeah, see, I haven't seen movie? that one, so I didn't really know what to expect going in. But I just thought this movie was pretty great. I mean, there are things that maybe, like I said, could have been done better with the messaging of it and made it a little clearer. But ultimately, I was really happy when I was finished watching this one. Mm-hmm. And it's got a pretty gut kick of an ending, too, which is which is really great. For me, um, I would say, I know I've talked about this before, how, like, near-future tech dystopias. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you like thing? this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or not my thing. For, for instance, like, Ex Machina, when I watched that, I was, like, depressed for three days after yeah. seeing oh. that film. Yeah, that was grim. Yeah. yeah. It just, they just hit me in a way where I don't get over it that easily. Like, it just, I get in my head about how close we are to that being our reality mm-hmm. and how much of an overlap there is. And this movie definitely has that. For instance, our main character, who the assassin inhabit, inhabits his body, um, he works for yes. a big tech conglomerate and his job is to watch vid- live video feeds in people's houses and pick out all the products that are in there to catalog. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's just, I found that to be quite upsetting, but because everything else was so great, it overrode that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say like in tone and the sort of sparse dialogue, it reminded me a little bit of Upgrade too. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Oh my God. I love that movie. But that movie, yeah. it's the unfancy version of this movie because it's, exactly. like, it's like elevated yes. B movie. Yeah. You know, they're making a series. 
Really? An upgrade series? Yes. How would that work? <laughs> I mean, I think it probably just takes place in that, that world. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I suspect we have an antiviral possessor double feature sometime in the yeah. future. That would be good because there's a lot to talk about there. I think it would make an interesting conversation. Yeah, I came so, very yeah, close a... to an antiviral pick recently. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, now you have one. something to easily pair it with. Yeah. Circle back. <laughs> Circle back. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect this is probably going to make it somewhere on our top 10 this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. How about you, Matilda? What have you been watching? I've been continuing with Blind Manor and getting closer. It really has a hard turn halfway, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about the Hannah episode? Yes. I'm not going to yeah. spoil it, but yeah, the the... It really has a turn. And then the other thing I've been watching is I watched Bad Hair. Did anyone mm-hmm. else watch this? Oh, no, I that? haven't yet. I kind of liked I mean, it was not scary mm-hmm. to me, um, but the performances are fun and everyone is having a very good time in this movie. And the um, like the moment in time that it captures in like it's set in 1989. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's in this kind of like hip-hop on tv and kind of like the politics of that moment that part is really fascinating and like vanessa williams is great in it and laverne cox is great in it i liked it rachel did you watch it or were you no it's on sorry it's on the list it's on the list but i was kind of reading very mixed things about it so i wasn't prioritizing it maybe i need to bump it up the priority list yeah i feel like it's one of those ones that i watched and now i want to read what other people think about it Right. Yeah, but it was. I thought it was was interesting and would be an interesting. I, I'm I'm really curious to see what how other people felt about it. I also went and watched Vampires vs. the Bronx which, on Rachel's recommendation think? from last time. It was so fun. Super light, super breezy, super cute yes. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super fun. Um, and the animated creep show, which I liked. That was a lot less of fun. light and breezy though. <laughs> Yes, less light and breezy, but I really liked it. I liked the kind of reversal of the live action being the inner, like the intros, uh-huh. and the animation being the the main feature. I I I dug it. Is that a series? Are they going to go on with that? Well, they're doing a second season, but they're doing live action. They're not doing the animation, as far as I know. This is just a special. Oh, there's also okay. it's one. Isn't it? There's one also season? a Christmas special coming out too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it, because it seemed like it had that kind of like seasonal feel mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, it, okay, cool. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. I, that that was on, on my list of what I've been watching too, because that one was great. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I felt, I, I, I enjoyed the, the Joe Hill portion more than the Stephen King version personally. Like mm-hmm. I actually was like twittering the dead, hmm. but then I actually found it to be pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That yeah. was my opinion, <laughs> my unsolicited mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I think that Creep Show has that. I think there's a way that when I watch those, I'm aware that my mileage may vary. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like some of them, I'm gonna some of them are gonna be more for me than others, and that kind of thing. But I I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like I said, I just thought it was great. I thought the animation looked good because it was very like comic book style, which was mm-hmm. which was nice. I really enjoyed the the, the twittering of the dead. I, I like you, Matilda. I was kind of like, okay, this looks like it's gonna be dumb. Uh huh. You know, and then you get into it, and it's like, oh crap! Wow. 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, there's some great visuals uh, in in both the stories, especially if you if you're like me and you're you're a bit of a gore hound. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's definitely some gross and gory stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the heck out of it, and I'm looking forward to the the second season and any further animations specials they want to do. Awesome. What else have you been watching? I haven't really been watching a whole lot. I've been listening to a lot of sports podcasts that I don't think anyone wants to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) You're not I don't know. How how, how big a Cleveland Brown (laughs) fans are you? (laughs) But uh, other than that, uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which is a really great series. Not horror, of course, but really good. I suggest watching it. It's uh, about a an orphan girl who's a chess prodigy and she's also addicted to tranquilizers and alcohol and uh horror related it actually has anya taylor joy from the witch yeah mm-hmm. okay great those sound like great recommendations i've watched a couple of i've been actually watching a lot and so i've got a fun one and more of a serious one depending on what kind of mood you're in the first one is a movie called the mortuary collection has anybody else seen this yeah, I Not just watched yet. it the other day. Mm-mm. Okay, all right. Well, I, I look forward to hearing and see what you think. So this is a anth- horror anthology that's currently available on Shudder. It stars National Treasure Clancy Brown as a mortician who's basically giving an interview to this young woman who shows up like on a dark and stormy night and wants to, you know, saw a help wanted sign outside. And over the course of the night, you know, Clancy Brown chews up all the scenery and also tells her a bunch of like a bunch of you know horror stories right that's sort of the wraparound and you know the thing with anthologies is usually they're a bit of a mixed bag but i actually found basically all of the segments of this to be really fun if not amazing like kind of to a segment i have found reasons to enjoy all of them there and now this is going to shock i think matilda most of all there is a birth scene in this that (laughs) (laughs) to end all birth scenes that gets a (laughs) shocking twisty twist thumbs up from me hater of all birth scenes (laughs) so for the birth scene alone i recommend checking this out okay it's it's just really fun really easy breezy fun gory um funny lots of it, it super campy and like I said, Clancy Brown is having the best time. The other kind of fun thing about it is it's shot in Astoria in the Flavel House. Famous like Victorian mansion. And that's like where it's, I don't know about the internal stuff, but the external stuff is. And so if mm. you've ever been to Astoria, it's very recognizable house. It's this beautiful, creepy Victorian. So definitely mm. like a big recommendation from me for Mortuary Collection. What did you think, Ariel? I really like this one, too. I mean, you're right about anthologies that they tend to be a little bit hit or miss. And ones that go straight to video like this one did, often the quality of Uh like the special effects and the acting are pretty low. I thought this one was really good and very slick and well made. And um, you're right that Clancy Brown is amazing in it. And there wasn't one of the pieces of the anthology that I thought wasn't good. There was one Rachel had warned me. Wouldn't yeah, I didn't know you were well going to feel me, about that wise. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, that wasn't my favorite. Right. But as soon as it turns into more of a, I've got to get rid of this body situation. Yeah. I was totally on board again. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. <laughs> and the birth scene that you're talking about Woo! is 
pretty spectacular. <laughs> I have seen things now. Yes. <laughs> My eyes have seen things. <laughs> uh, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to take a guess and say it's a coffin birth. Nope. Oh. oh no! No, you're probably not gonna guess what this. <laughs> no, one is. no, no, no! And okay. don't don't try to ruin it for yourself by guessing. Just go on and and enjoy. Yeah, um, yeah and it's got a really fun ending too. Like the wraparound yeah. story has a really fun ending. So yes. I would totally recommend this one to anybody. Just it's a really good time. I really love the last segment too. Yes, you remember that one where it's kind of like that weird like two dual story that's happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really like that one a lot. So I would definitely, and it has like a, t- a poster that makes it look really cheesy. Every indication tells you this is not going to be a good time. And then you watch it and it's a surprisingly good time. Yeah, I had it really That's low cool. on my list of priorities until I saw that you had really liked it. And yeah. So I'm well, I mean, because I, I was it. also kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing people say it was good. And I was like, well, you know, it's an anthology. I can dip out if I'm not having a good time really easily. But I was in. It was great. So I watched that. Then I also watched a movie called His House. Have, it's on Netflix. Is anybody watching this? No, I, I almost watched it. Yeah, yeah, I have but heard I that it's, it's I, I've seen a few reviews that have called it the best movie of 2020. I wow. mean, I feel like that might be setting you up for a little bit of overhype, but it is very good. It's And it stars Unmi Mosaka, who is uh, Ruby from Lovecraft Country. Oh, oh nice. okay. Yeah, mm, she's, she's great. Yeah, she's yeah. the main. There's, it's so it's about this refugee couple from Sudan who have come to London to start over after escaping a war torn country and the loss of their daughter that you know took place during the the escape. And they, when they get there, they are, are given basically like housing. Fortunately, the housing is super haunted, but they cannot leave because if they do, they're going to get sent back. So they're kind of trapped there, and it's kind of about grief and assimilation and you know the way that your past can can catch up with you and Mm. yeah it's it's very very good it's it's gorgeous like there are some set pieces in this that are like paintings it's stunning it's another one where you're like how did this just go straight to netflix it needed to be seen on a big screen to some degree because there's lots of like dreamlike and nightmarish imagery in it The acting across the across the board is is like top tier excellent performances. It is a little bit heartbreaking in portions. At one point, I looked over at my partner and I was like, "He was like, what do you think?" And I was like, "This is really good, but I'm not having a very good time." No. <laughs> ultimately, uh. though, ultimately though, stay the course because I feel like the resolution. And something that happens visually at the end is worth the price of heartbreak along the way. Okay. And I do think that I know, it, like, we've got a lot of movies to watch towards the end of the year. This one may not be at the top of your list because it is a little emotionally taxing. But, like, you gotta, it's it's one uh-huh. of the best horror movies of the year. So you kind of got to just do it. And you will be glad by the time the credits roll that you did. You just got to kind of like power through some stuff in the middle. But like I said, like the the reason it's grueling is because the performances are so strong. As you're watching these characters really struggling, like you're just like, fuck. Your heart breaks for them a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oof, there is a, I just want to talk about this thing at the end so bad, but I will not because you guys have not seen it yet. But I definitely recommend checking it out. Cool. And that's awesome. helpful. That's helpful to know it's going to be, a, especially this year, that it's like, it's going to be a little bit of emotional work. 
<laughs> yes. And it's not the stuff that makes it hard is not necessarily the stuff you think is going to make it hard. Mm -hmm. It's more just like you really are rooting for these people. And so when things get hard for them and between them, you're just like, no. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. and, and the other thing about it is has very fresh mythology. Like it manages to make the haunted house genre feel fresh again in ways because it, it kind of it like has new new spooky stuff that i haven't seen a million times it's not just like they turn around and a door slowly opens or you know what i mean like mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. haunted not the hat like it's all the stuff all the tropes that we're familiar with it, it kind of avoids most of those so so yeah definitely check it out so that is up for what you've been watching we're gonna move into our reviews before we do so Ariel, can you please let our listeners know what our spoiler policy is here in case this is their first time going on a zombie girl's journey? <laughs> yeah, if this is your first time, we're going to spoil the whole thing. So we're talking about two movies today, and we're going to talk about the beginning, the middle, and the end. So if that's something that bothers you, go watch the movies and then come on back and listen to the rest of the pod. Yep, absolutely. And in, in case you didn't see the description of the episode, we're going to be talking about Better Off, or no. Not better off dead. It's a different <laughs> podcast entirely. I'm ready. But that was <laughs> a great movie to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I do love that movie. We're gonna be talking Dollars. about best. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about Better Watch Out and Dead End. Both of them are like a few years old at least, so we've had some time. All right, cool. So before we do that, one last thing. We're just gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with our reviews of Better Watch Out and Dead End. Hi everyone, I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subisati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. <laughs> so, what do you say we get into our review of Dead End? Yeah. Matilda, you have the synopsis for this bad boy, and I just want to say in advance, you if, if you were unhappy with this movie, it's Ariel's fault. She picked it. Hey! <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. We did it together. We did. It'll be just to pick blind. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matilda. All right. Tell me about Dead End. So we're going to talk about Dead End, which is from 2003 and directed by John Baptiste Andrea. This movie stars Ray Wise, Lynn Shay, Nick Kane, and Alexandra Holden, and Amber Smith as the Lady in White. Mm. The synopsis is, on their way to a family dinner on Christmas Eve, the Harrington family takes a new route and find themselves trapped in a strange landscape with a mysterious woman and her baby. The family experiences horrors from within and without as they attempt to navigate their way back to the main road. All right. Very good. All right. Who would like to go first? Let me know what you thought about Dead End. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so this is not a great movie, but I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ray Wise is always pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just because he's Leland Palmer. Right. There are other parts of this movie, though, that are just like the little shithead homophobic brother. Yeah. Very early 2000s. Wants yeah. to go have a, takes his magazine into the woods to have a dry wank. Like um, whatever. analog porn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there were moments in this that I particularly, um, with the performance of Lynn Shay that yes. I thought were pretty incredible. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and some of the, like, the gore was pretty great mm -hmm. in this. So I had a good time. It was a tough one to get through. If you do plan on watching it, I highly suggest just renting it instead of doing the free IMDb thing on Prime. Because, man, do they not know how to insert commercials. Oh, no. Some weird oh. ass cuts. I mean, it was like in the middle of a line and boom, commercial. are like, whoa, yeah. that's a stark <laughs> transition. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good either. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, Matilda, you're right. There's some really good gore. But it's all pretty predictable. But mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Lynn Shay is honestly the best part in it. She just like, you know, at first when she's all like, <gasps> you know, when she's all worried about the pie and... And then, like, a little while later, she's, like, covered in pie, and she's just eating it and laughing and like, having a complete like, yeah. breakdown. And I'm like, mood, mood. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God, the moment she hands my favorite is when she hands the... I drew a picture of our son in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I drew a picture for you. No, it was the boyfriend, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe it was the boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. He's like, his legs <laughs> over here. <laughs> yes. I'm going to draw a picture. Oh, Lynchay. Uh, how about you, Ariel? What did you think of Dead End? Yeah, this isn't a good movie. I was hoping for a lot more, but it's just not very good. It's very predictable. You kind of know exactly what's going to happen before it happens. Mm -hmm. Ray Wise and Lynn Shane are the standout. They're both great. The other three main actors are not very good at all. No. Yeah. I think their acting is pretty crappy. Uh, like you said earlier, it suffers from that early 2000s problem of really annoying and frequent gay jokes that got really old really quickly. Uh-huh. But I think it's it's almost worth watching just for Lin Shay's performance because, yeah, her stuffing her face with that pie is hilarious. And then she does it again with the potato chips. All of that was really funny when she's losing her mind. Even her shooting her husband was pretty great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then her final scene is mm -hmm. one of the more interesting things I've seen in a long time. Oh, oh yeah. The brain thing? The brain yeah, thing. Yeah. So, oh. She that was she that jumps was out of the car and part of her skull is removed and they see her brain and she reaches back and is like oh no what's wrong and then touches her brain and starts rubbing it and has an orgasm just <laughs> touching her exposed brain. And I'm like I've seen some shit and that yeah. was disturbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But that's why it's hard to dismiss this movie outright is because exactly some stuff, like yeah because yeah. she has such great comedic timing that that was. It was pretty funny and mm -hmm. enjoyable. I think it's mm -hmm. like a decent diversion, but I wouldn't go out of my way to see this movie by a long shot. So I kind of liked this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think all your criticisms are totally accurate. Like I, I dispute mm -hmm. none of them. None of them. And obviously the gay jokes are whack because they're not just gay jokes. They're like not even funny. Yeah, they're very funny. Yeah. Is the, is yeah. the, if you are going to be transgressive in your humor, be funny with it. Just like, you know, making blowjob faces at people. It's just it's just not that funny. Okay, yeah. so he sucks. Excise him from the movie. It's fine. Whatever. But, well, I, but I, I mean, he's kind of a typical teenage douchebag. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, and and I, I I love the, you know, we're late because he couldn't find his Marilyn Bronson CD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, this movie gets an F for gay jokes, right? Whatever. But 
I don't know. Like it, to me, it felt like a long form creep show episode. I can kind of see that. Kind of. Yeah. And I think yeah. if you go into it with that spirit, like the campiness of it and the, you know, the twist, it's not, if you've seen horror movies, you know where this is going, but how they get there, I found to be very entertaining because it's just, you know, four to five people in a car, but the performances and that Lynn Shay and Ray Wise give that I, I, are so entertaining are so funny their comedic timing is so strong i just i adore both of those actors and they're having the best fucking time that mm-hmm. i could not help but be charmed by this movie especially after the brother died yeah <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and honestly by the time he died he was at least giving because the parents characters had evolved a little bit at this point the way they played off of him that part of it was enjoyable so when he died i didn't care but i didn't have the same like at the beginning i was just like i cannot with this fucking dude yeah but Mm -hmm. i don't know this is not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination but it's i think it's a pretty good horror comedy you know what I mean? Like, it's not great, but if you found this thing kind of randomly, the bunkersness of it um, with nice low mm-hmm. expectations would make this a good time, in my opinion. I, I I loved as the family strife kind of grew and all the interactions with between Lynn Shay and Ray Wise. Yeah. Like about like your, their families <laughs> yeah. and their affairs and all that stuff was yeah. really fun the way that it came out. And yeah. I love the payoff of like the gun nut brother there being a shotgun in the car. <laughs> like they're just <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was dumb fun in a way that I had a I had a good time. I don't it's not a great movie if someone's like, What's the best Christmas horror movie? This would not be my top pick. But I just I don't know. This is my kind of so bad it's good, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think that yeah. there's enough good stuff there that it's yeah. like a good diverting horror movie. Yeah. And if you need something on a Saturday afternoon, I would watch mm-hmm. it, you know? I think if anybody else is in these lead roles, there'd be nothing to this movie. One hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. But the price of admission is just to watch those two. And they go places with those roles that just are unexpected and fun. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if you recognize the daughter, but she was also in one of my all-time favorite movies. She was in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, that's right. Yeah, wasn't she like Friday Night Lights or something too? Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. But I, was I, she the ex beauty queen yes, that was yeah. in the, with the eating disorder? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have an affection for her because of that movie. Yes. So is she the greatest final girl that ever final girled? No. But I don't know. I like her, so whatever. I, I, like I, I cannot mount a true defense of this movie because everything you said, every critical statement is true. But for me, I just had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's hard not going in not knowing what tone it's trying to strike. Right. Mm-hmm. In a particular way and once you figure that out, like then I think if you if you enjoy that, like the family bickering and the kind of like backstory mm-hmm. that comes out between the two of them, mm-hmm. um then I think it's great. I agree. Yeah, I just kind of had I went in blind. It's good. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a soft recommend. I 
it's one of those things where do you have a movie where you enjoy it but you're not like i gotta tell people about this yeah 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 that's this movie for me like i would never if people were looking for recommendations this would never be a go-to but i had a good time and for people who do i do think this has a little bit of a cult following like there is a fan base for this movie because i've heard about it for years and never got around to watching it and the way that ariel and i selected it it was on a bunch of best christmas horror lists yeah so we're like we both hadn't seen it we're like ah screw it let's go for it so i do think there is an audience for this movie but it's i think they're just because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there's oh go ahead no, I was saying, I just feel like he gets kind of unleashed in this movie in a way that, like, a lot of times he kind of, he's usually the salt you add to the, the rest yeah. of it, right? Like, he just kind of has this weird, quirky sensibility, and, like, small doses of him kind of just heighten the project, right? And this is the rare, like, Ray Rise lead thing that I've seen, and I'm just like, God, I love him. We needed more of him all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to see a reunion of, I mean, they're both still around. They're both doing stuff. They Like, there has to be some way we can get Lin Shay and Ray Wise in another movie together. Because they clearly have on-screen chemistry in a very wacky way. Yeah, they mm-hmm. played off each other so well. Their mm-hmm. arguments in the car were done really well and were very fun and enjoyable. So I would yeah. totally watch them in something else. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's It's one of those movies where, like, it's not great. But there's something there, and it requires so little of you to watch it. Yeah, that that you can like lay on the challenging experience. Right, you can just lay on the couch and like turn your brain off. And sometimes, a lot of times, right now, we all need that. So for that reason, I might tell somebody to watch it. Mm -hmm. It might have also hit a little close to home because I feel like there's that in 2020. There's that scene where they're all singing jingle bells with just like oh fuck as the violence starts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like that that's a mood for this year (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean like that kind of dashing through the snow just like hostage (laughs) in shock christmas carol like i feel like that's a little how i'm going into the holiday season this year yeah 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 (laughs) yeah Good point. Good point. I also thought there was a lot of fun gore in this. Like the baby reveal was pretty oh, that solid. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was not expecting smashed in baby face. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. yeah, that was great. The brain was really great. I don't know. I felt like pretty much across the board, all of the gore was pretty fun. Yeah, the ear and like extracting the cell phones. Yeah, yeah, pulling it off the earring on the ear. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah. wish there had been more gore. Yeah, they're gonna, I mean, I agree. More is yeah. better. <laughs> but <laughs> but what was there was, I thought, pretty fun. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really mount it. Like I said, I can't mount a defense of this. I just, I just had fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I, Death has got an amazing car. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My only piece of advice would be if your family is looking at a really creepy cabin in the middle of the woods, it might not be time to take a break to jerk off. Just saying. Right. <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta take your gum out and stick your magazine oh, on the tree. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. When we were watching it, um, when that kid disappeared... <laughs> Mr. Matilda was like, "Do not look for him. The world is a better place." Than that. 
<laughs> Where's the line? <laughs> yeah, he was pretty much the worst. Yeah, so I don't know. I soft recommend this. What do you guys say? I oh, totally same. Okay, all right. Yeah. This yeah, started I mean, on a negative note and ended in a positive place. Tell me there's no such thing as Christmas miracles. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I said, it's not a good movie, but I mean, it's it's got its entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that is the best way of putting it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so we watched another movie, which I do think unlike dead end which is pretty light and feels like a creep show episode uh i think it's into a little more it goes into some darker places so i'm very curious to see what you guys thought about better watch out now this one i had seen before so if you didn't like this one it's it is my fault (laughs) Um, (laughs) so sarah you have the synopsis for better watch out tell me about this movie okay so uh synopsis at Christmas time, Ashley babysits 12-year-old Luke and his friend Garrett while Luke's parents are out. Luke has a crush on Ashley who is leaving soon for Pittsburgh. A series of strange events begin to take place, making Ashley believe someone is trying to break into the house. After ne- nearly breaking her neck trying to escape a presumed killer, Ashley discovers that Luke has set the whole home invasion up in, a, in an attempt to make Ashley fall in love with him by playing the hero. And this is when things go sideways for Ashley. No kidding. All right. Sarah, what did you think about Better Watch Out? This was on my top 10, my personal top 10 for last year. So obviously I really enjoyed this one. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of mean. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah. it is definitely a mean one. Uh, Ariel, what did you think of Better Off? Was this first of all? Was this the first watch for you? And, no, and you I saw it? this okay. one it first came out and really loved it. And even though this time I knew the twist going in, I still thought it was a lot of fun and some really really great stuff there. I mean, this movie looks good. It's well acted. There are funny, lighthearted moments to it, and then it goes to some really creepy places that I'm sure we'll explore as we get into it. And yeah. then there's a paint can to the face. There sure oh is. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how they just sort of like take that classic holiday movie and they're like, let's just fuck this up. Yeah, I love that they use home alone as a verb too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Matilda, I believe this was a first watch for you? It was a first watch for me. Okay, yeah. did you know about the twist going in? I did not. Oh, good. Okay, cool. No. What no, did you no. think of Better Better Watch Out? I keep trying to I call it Better it... Off Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was great. Okay. I thought it was great. It was, the twist surprised me. It's hard to say I liked where it went, but like, I thought this went some really interesting places. Mm-hmm. You appreciate where it went. Yes. I appreciate how, how this was done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was also one of my favorites from, I guess, 2016, because it it starts off as a very mundane sort of home invasion, which I love a home invasion movie. They really, they tend to really scare me because that's something in real life I'm really afraid of. But, you know, like you've seen the the, the, the home invasion babysitter movie a bunch of times. So then when it takes a totally different direction, I thought that was a fun way to subvert a trope. And Mm -hmm. then I think the way... The execution of it is so good because the performances across the board, particularly with the uh, Ashley and Gar- and Luke characters, I thought 
their performances were really strong particularly mm-hmm. like luke walks this line uh, he starts off as seemingly kind of like a sweet awkward kid there's the stuff there's little hints going into it with the conversations between him and his friend prior to that that feel like mm-hmm. that they feel like pretty puberty-ish not great but also not that shocking and not necessarily damning until you get into the larger context of like how deep the misogyny is around it but then when he makes that switch and he goes from being kind of an awkward kid to a true psychopath i don't think typically the performances are able to make you feel any menace in that character whereas with him he is both pathetic and also kind of terrifying in his cruelty Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes that performance land and makes the movie work and the same too of uh, Ashley most of this movie is on her shoulders and I feel like she is a very sympathetic character and a very real character and like I don't know I, I really I thought all of the, of the performances were really really good what's funny is the movie that she did before this her and the guy that plays Garrett played brothers and sister in the visit like that was like right before this oh so it that's was very right strange yeah to oh, see yeah. them in this situation i was like oh you guys are so cute in the visit yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah so what did you what do you think about what this movie's trying to say i feel like there's very strong incel subtext running through this whole movie yeah yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah i mean I think that this movie does a good job of showing that that underlying misogyny and anger with this kid without like beating you over the head with it where it stays as subtext, which I think makes it more interesting because you're thinking about it as opposed to just being told about it. Mm -hmm. And and then also with the friend, too, it's like even when he's not an active participant in the cruelty of what's happening he's complicit and he's allowing all of this to happen because he doesn't want to lose his quote-unquote best friend and i think that there's a lot of accuracy in that i mean it does kind of get at this idea of how power dynamics inside that relationship kind of reinforce the idea of enablers and abusers yeah right Mm -hmm. exactly people can't get away with these kinds of things if they don't have that boys will be boys turning a blind eye kind of dynamic right yeah no that's that's all really true and he wouldn't have been able to do what he did had his friend not agreed and been involved to some level right there's so much of that that he wouldn't have been able to accomplish without somebody Mm -hmm. else being okay with it happening at least okay enough not to stop it it kind of reminded me of the loved ones yeah Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. good point like teenage desire being both like innocent and menacing yes Right, like it, it, it reminded me of my complaint about like the beginning of summer of '84, mm-hmm, right? Where the mm-hmm. like the kid is like super into his babysitter, and everybody's just like, okay, like this. I was like, no, sometimes it's a little more like this kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like sometimes the like unsocialized kind of young understanding about what sexual what like straight sexuality is is kind of a little bit more like this right yeah yeah so i I really liked that exploration yeah and i I think they did a good subtle job of showing the kids entitlement to this girl's body too right there's that dare Mm -hmm. scene where they're daring each other playing truth or dare and he gets dared to touch her boob you know and he he does it expecting her to like what he's doing to her while she's tied to a chair with duct tape 
And then later when the friend is attempting to kind of help her get out of it, like he does this soft caress on her cheek and then like kisses her cheek as though that's something she wants from this kid who's just Mm -hmm. been tortured, being been a participant in torturing her for the entire evening, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and also the way that um, Luke responds when he like sees her helping, like, you know, his friend is playing with his toy. Right. Yeah. 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 Pissed off about that. Yeah. This is not a great movie for the male characters. (laughs) Across the board. Things do not go well. Yeah. Did you guys recognize the ex-boyfriend that shows up at the end? Yeah, isn't that the guy from Stranger Things who plays yes. the older brother of the red? Yes, head? it's Billy yeah. from oh, yeah. Things. Yeah. Just sans mullet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was reading an interview with the director who was talking about the fact that they had to film in Australia and they had to film during the summer. So they had to mm-hmm. make snow and all of that. And that um Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madsen play the parents in this. And there's this scene at the beginning that I thought was really good where they're at the door and going to a Christmas party and he he wants to put these specific ornaments up that she hates and they have this back and forth about how his like love of these cheesy ornaments makes him gay and I thought this was a perfect example of an actually well done gay joke that makes sense in the context of what's happening on screen but also apparently Patrick Warburton um, those were his ornaments, his personal ornaments oh, that really? he brought with him to Australia because he had the idea for that back and forth. And then he told the director and Virginia Madsen, and they just ad-libbed that entire portion. Yeah. Oh, you sure you never sucked a dick in college? Yeah. <laughs> Special friend? Yeah. Um, a, can- a long weekend, a fishing trip? Oh, my God. Can I just say how much I love Patrick Warburg? Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, the two of them were just so great. I mean, they were really great together. What did you guys think about the end of this? Were you satisfied? Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen some reviews where they're like, no, I needed to see her kick his ass. And I'm like, sure, that would have been cool, I guess. But I actually kind of, I kind of liked the ending where he knew that he had failed and you just see him like. Yeah. Where his whole face finger, And I was just like, yes, yeah. Get him, yeah. Girl. <laughs> Get him. I feel like that is actually in some ways a better ending. Like he's actually going to face repercussions for his behaviors. Well, and even he's like, mom, I'm really worried. Can we go to the hospital? I'm like, dude, by the time you get there, she has told the EMTs everything. What do you think about the stuff about him listening to the in utero sound? Oh, yeah. His weird mommy issues. Yeah, that was interesting. And yeah, when she when she totally fucks with him, she's like, I know why your mom stopped hugging you. And he's like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> and she won't tell him. And he's just like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. And then when yeah. he thinks he's one at the end, she's just cradling him like a baby. Mm-hmm. And he's just yeah. so happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked it. I mean, and it's also, I like that it's kind of ambiguous about how much of that is his manipulation and how much of that is real. Right. Yeah. Right. Like the, the heartbeat sound and all of that kind of thing oh like how much of it is him needing that comfort and how much of it is him manipulating his mother yes gotcha yeah Yeah. his his fake Mm -hmm. sleepwalking and yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say what do you think about all the stuff about like her having to give him sleeping pills and i feel like there's something being implied there but i didn't quite understand like i understand it meant like that last little beat where he's like balancing the the 
the pencil is kind of like tension but do you feel like there's something larger being said by that sort of throwaway detail i just just felt like this was somebody who had like some information about like forensics on serial killers Mm. kind of like trying to leave those easter eggs in this movie right like with the killing the friend's pet yeah right like we didn't have fire setting and bedwetting but like there's the mom stuff and there's there's like sleep problems there's killing the friend's pet there you know yeah so are you saying those things were him intentionally doing it or the movie trying to show us that he was a serial killer or serial i think kind of both okay okay yeah interesting well he says he says that he pretended to be sleepwalking when he got into when he got caught stealing from his mom's purse yeah i mean he's clearly like a master manipulator yeah yeah that's because that's what he's saying he's like i can convince my mom of anything you know i can i can get away with anything and it's you know that's that's his whole thing it's like he can convince people of you know and he's giving all these examples you know like like how he cried when his when he accidentally killed his friend's uh hamster and then he's like yeah i did it on purpose right right yeah mm-hmm. that was all this just to totally get comfort like from her the yeah. bad seed of the incel era yeah like, yeah yeah totally <laughs> well i'm glad you guys liked it for those of you who hadn't or i guess just matilda you hadn't seen it i think it's a really interesting movie it's really good mm-hmm yeah, how did yeah. you do with the the uh, spider stuff, Rachel? Did you get did through it okay? Did not enjoy, had forgotten. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that was a less exciting surprise. This Wait, where around. was the spider? I'm trying to remember. There were so many spider scenes. Are you serious? Yeah, he had this big huntsman spider oh, yeah. that he was using uh-huh. kind of in the same way in Home Alone. They have the tarantula, you know? Mm-hmm. Apparently it was a real spider, too, because they couldn't oh. afford CGI. <laughs> So that poor actress actually had to do that scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Give her all the Academy Awards. Right. Because that thing is like on her. Yeah. On her. On her. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Did not enjoy that. Yeah. Wig Cop was blessedly not treated to any bad wigs. I mean, although I don't know what is happening on top. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Uh Yeah. Oh, is that a piece? Is that like a toupee? I, I feel like there's something going on. It's so you know funny because I, mean? I, I didn't notice that at all. Well, that's why not, we need you on the podcast. That's why I'm the cop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not convicting yet. I'm not totally judge dreading it, but like, I, I'm just saying it's suspicious. Right, it's a, right. He's a person of interest. <laughs> awesome. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, Better Watch Out, which I almost called Better Off Dead again? Oh, no, that was a great one. Yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. And I, I really enjoyed all of the references to Home Alone. And I also thought it was fun the way they had that slasher movie playing. And the girl, the babysitter says, um, don't go into an ad. Don't go into the attic. You know, like, that's a stupid plan. Don't do that. And then immediately when it starts happening, mm-hmm. they run to the attic. Where yeah. another spider mm-hmm. waits. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately for you. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm glad. Okay, so now these are quote unquote Christmas movies, but what are, before we wrap up, what are your go to Christmas movies you have to watch every year? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, okay, okay. Are you talking horror or just in general? I mean, horror and in general. Gotcha. You can have two. Um, I really like Krampus, the movie. Mm, yes, that's, that's a good a one. That's a one. fun one. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I watch Christmas movies like a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> so just in general. I yeah. So like Elf and I actually do watch Home Alone frequently cuz I have a an affection for that movie. Uh-huh. Um and A Christmas Story. Yep. And It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, there's tons that I like to watch every year. Okay. How about you, Matilda? Do you have any go-to Christmas core and or just regular Christmas movies? I mean, Krampus for sure. Yeah. I think is the the main um, horror Christmas one. And then every year when I watch uh, Rat Presents, I watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I know oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. And I watch, and I tend to watch The Muppet Christmas Carol yes. also. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that so much. The only problem yeah. is is that I watch it every year, and then for the next, like, three weeks, I have those songs stuck in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're so mm-hmm. good. I know that a lot of people think that movie is kind of cheesy. I mean, and it is, but I think all the they... performances are so strong, and the music is so great. Like, all of the songs in that are wonderful. Yeah. Okay, the the people that think a, must, a Muppet's Christmas Carol is cheesy never saw the Muppet Wizard of Oz because <laughs> that one is just oof. Yeah, yeah, and like the Treasure Island one is a little rough. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I liked that um, when I was a kid, but it doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I tend to watch that. I also really love it's a comedy, but I really love it's more Thanksgivingy. But Home for the Holidays. Mm. The, um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good, a good one, one with Holly Hunter. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. I really love that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rachel, what about you? What do you I watch? I mean, I know it's a cliche, but I always watch Die Hard. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. I know people are like, oh, it's not a Christmas movie. No, fuck of that. Course of course, course it's a Christmas it movie. It's full of Christmas songs. How is it not a Christmas yeah, movie? Yeah, and Christmas decorations. Right? And... Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. That is my Christmas horror movie is Gremlins. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Man, when I was a kid, that movie messed me up. Gremlins did? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I had a gizmo that like every night would get thrown down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> it was a daytime only friend. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That movie scared me when I was a kid. Oh, but now I now I just love it. Yeah. But, um... We got the cat cat got, got us the uh, Gremlins advent calendar. Nice. <laughs> I love an advent calendar. Me too. They're so much fun. So yeah, awesome. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to our listeners. Merry you know whatever you... holiday you celebrate this That's this right. uh, right. during the season. Yes. Happy holidays. We're gonna be those people. <laughs> <laughs> War on Christmas. <laughs> Happy end of this motherfucking year. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I I had a friend, she's like, what if it really is like Groundhog Day and we're destined to repeat this year until we get it right? I'm like, if I wake up after New Year's and it's December 32nd, I am driving to Seattle and kicking you in the shins. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? No. Oh, jeez. I don't know that I could do this year again. I no, I could not do this year. It's like, every, it's like an every four year thing, though. Have you noticed? Like 2016, we were like 2012. Everyone was like, "Dude, this shit's fucked up." And then it's like 2016, we're like, "Dude, this shit's really fucked up." And then 2020, we're like, "Fuck." Yeah, this has been a yeah. rough decade. The, the, yeah, I mean, I guess it's the 20s, right? Like this is yeah. our version of the depression. I'm ready for the roaring part to begin. That'd be when nice. Do we to, when do we get to the roaring? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ho hopefully, hopefully the roaring isn't like the beginning of Bosom Buddies and it's a wrecking ball coming through. <laughs> Sarah. I'm trying to remember the Bosom Buddies. I just remember very, very short shorts. That's that, right? That's the Tom Hanks joint? Yeah, that's right? the... It 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 be the reason why they have to find a, a new place to live is because they're asleep and a wrecking ball comes through their apartment. Their building gets oh, destroyed. Right, mm -hmm. man. I bet that show holds up. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you shorts. imagine? Oh my god, I'm kind of tempted to try to track it down an episode and see how bad it is. <laughs> Bosom Buddies cast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like every episode of Bosom Buddies, every episode, an episode of Bosom Body Buddies. I feel like that's bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Should we talk about that? Are we ready to talk about that? Uh, I mean, you're the one who has to actually make sure okay. it all happens. So if you're ready to talk oh, about to you, it, we or... I mean, we can. It, nothing is in. Nothing's concrete yet because I'm still. There's still a lot of moving parts, but the Patreon is coming. We've, we've recorded our first bonus content stuff is in the works it's it's coming it's coming and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really fun <laughs> if, if based on what occurred last night <laughs> <is any> indication <laughs> of what happens beyond the paywall let me tell you <laughs> you are gonna get a very intimate look at your your favorite co-hosts <laughs> <laughs> oh man are we gonna see are we gonna see dj's hairy troll feet What's oh. that? Are we going to see DJ's hairy troll feet? No, but we do talk about his poops a lot. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Like, well, like right, at, impressively right out of the gate, which like, really endeared him to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. That more information and announcements will be coming on that pretty soon. Maybe already have happened because it's you know because of the way recording times work. Um, but yeah, we have some really really fun stuff planned. So, let's see. We don't have any listener feedback this episode, but if you want to get in touch, you can drop us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com, or you can come on over to our Facebook page and interact with us there. Enjoy all of Sarah's memes. She, if we had titles, she would be CMO, Chief Meme Officer of the yes. Zombie Girls Network. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's like one of the best ways that you can support us and let people know we exist. Yeah, and if you're looking for something to watch tonight, I, you know, there's a lot. I mean, especially now with theaters kind of closed, everything is on video on demand. And there's a million streaming services and a million video on demand services. It's kind of impossible to keep track of it all. Well, that's not necessarily true because... I do the work for you. <laughs> you can come <laughs> over to the Zombie Girls website and check out our VOD page where we have a calendar of all the sort of horror and horror adjacent stuff that is coming out on video on demand and various streaming services all in one conveniently located place. So, yeah, come check it out. And, yeah, I guess that just leaves our streaming pick for this episode. Very excited about this one because, uh, again, the theme of my life right now is like, truly just fun <laughs> like all i want is light fun breezy i want to laugh i want characters that i want to spend time with and i like a little bit of spooky doings and this rec this recommendation has all of the above it is the new series on hulu called truth seekers are any of you ladies watching this no 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 well you are in for a treat my friends so this is the new simon Pegg nick frost joint okay 
Oh, I do think I saw an ad for that. Yeah, that looked really cool. It's crazy to me that... I thought it was Prime. Oh, maybe it is on Prime. Yeah, it is. Okay, sorry. It's the new Nick Frost and... and, uh... Or, fuck it, I'll just be wrong. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I stand corrected. It's on Prime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. Um, So, yeah, so... If you guys haven't checked this out, I'm kind of surprised considering how popular their movies are that everybody I talk to has is like not watching this. And it's so fun. It is about Nick Frost plays this guy who is here. Well, I'll read you the description. A team of part-time paranormal investigators use homemade gizmos to track the supernatural, sharing their adventures online. As their haunted stakeouts become more terrifying, they begin to uncover an unimaginable apocalyptic conspiracy. Yeah, I know Queen's Gambit is like everybody's up its butt, but kind of... <laughs> <laughs> fuck that chess bullshit. Like, watch something fun. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the chess shit? I mean, I stand by it. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> that does sound really fun. I think they maybe haven't marketed it enough because, I yeah, nobody's right. talking about it. Right? Yeah. It's a Nick Frost, Simon Pegg joint. Yeah, and their worst stuff together is still usually super enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. and I, I, I don't know. I feel like Nick Frost usually plays like second fiddle. Yeah. And this time he gets to be the lead, and he's great. That's he's so great cool. in this. Oh, truth Seekers, put it in your eyeballs. Nice. Which, considering a plot point in this show, is a interesting turn of phrase. You'll see. You'll all see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, when we will be breaking down the best of 2020. All right, Ariel, take us out. All right. Thanks for listening to our special Christmas episode. Next time, like Rachel said, we'll be back with our year in review where the zombie girls will officially say goodbye and fuck you to 2020. <laughs> the accuracy <laughs> bye everybody bye, bye. <laughs>but yeah no and then obviously like i said green beans are fucking revolting yeah that's that how i feel like big canned soup has really run the game on us with stuff like that like somehow they like got into the christmas thing they snuck it in like maybe it's like depression era i don't know they have fooled a nation into thinking that that is food I feel like there's this 1950s kind of like dump meal thing of like cans, four cans of different things that you bake. Miss me on the dump meals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just in general. Though a dump cake is good. That's true. I don't know that I've ever had a dump cake. Oh. It's just a cake like in a sheet pan. Uh And then you... um. What else is in it in my family? Like nuts. It's like a crumb topping with nuts in it, and you put it under the broiler. But why is it hmm. called a dump cake? Because it, it's I usually know. made in one bowl. Yeah. So you mix everything together. You just dump it all in. And a lot okay. of times, like the ones from the 50s have added things like pudding mix. Yes. Yeah. To make like it that. richer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're not selling you on it, huh? I mean, I mean, I would eat it. I just don't I want to. Like I don't want to call it a dump cake. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you know, you put it with like a little almond like, roca. We could do, yeah, 
we feel like we could do some rebranding around the dump cake. <laughs> Probably. That's all I'm gonna say. Like we could get a. I don't. I don't even know that we need like a a group of people to like. What is that called? Like a focus group. I think we can all just sort of, <laughs> as a consensus decide we're done with dump cake. <laughs> like, well, cats. Every time we uh, spend a holiday at my parents, we're like, okay, is there anything you want us to bring? Anything you want us to, to make? My mom's always like, yeah, uh, bring the green bean casserole. And Kat's always like, is this because I'm white? Is this like <laughs> a, a, a white people thing? Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it just like peak white culture? Is probably. Is so. that the thing yeah. that we have come through, like, you know, thousands of years of generations? And our, our peak achievement is fucking green bean casserole. <laughs> With it, as long as it has the, like, uh, can of fried onions on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. That's that's the one my mom wants. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. I feel like, yeah, this feels like a microaggression. <laughs> Your mom would have. <laughs> <laughs> 